tools where it's at, right, Scott? No, dude. No, you're. Uh, this is all arena rock. You guys are out of your minds. Tool is not arena rock. <sighs> all right, then That's what does Scott listen to in his free time? Oh, you guys wouldn't know any of the bands that I listened to growing up. Like legit zero of them. Okay, let's hear a couple. Uh, I listen to Manchester Orchestra. Oh, I love I've heard them. them. Yeah. Oh, you've heard them because I talked about them and we know each other. No, no I know. Right? My, I know. I've, I've had them on my iPhone for like from forever. Manchester Orchestra, dude. I have that tattooed on my body. Like most people don't even know what that symbol is. Manchester Orchestra. No, I have a. I have it back on my like old iPod. Like I was into them when they first. Yeah. Everything. When they first popped off. Yeah, your first no, band. I know, you didn't I'm... even throw us off. Good job. What's next? Okay. What's next? Don't... Let's see. Oh, Deer in the Headlights. No, didn't know that. No. I thought that was just a phrase. One of my favorite <laughs> bands. Absolutely. That dude. And I like to this day, I still search his name trying to find his new projects. Killer writer. Weird, okay. weird indie music. You got uh, number two. You can't bring out indie, indie music doesn't count. So I guess I shouldn't say the front bottoms. No. No. Okay. You lost. Those. You guys are missing out on like high quality material right here. Straight up. Killer, killer mood music. What kind of mood, though? The best kind of mood, Christian. Tool is the best oh kind of God, mood. Get out. You, it's like metaphysical. Dude, no. It's an experience. And I'm over here driving around my car, in my mom car with my 90s hip hop. I know, listening to Beastie Boys. Oh, heck I'm yeah. Beastie Boys. I love the Beastie yeah. Boys. You can't, you can't go wrong with the Beastie I Boys. I love the Beastie Boys. See, I think you, you can't actually go wrong with the Beastie Boys. Am I alone in that? Probably. But... The worst part is my daughter loves the song Girls because she thinks it's really cool because they say girls and she's all like, yeah, girl. Like she loves Wonder Woman. So she's like, girls girls and then like at the end they're like girls do the dishes and i'm like hey like that is... <laughs> wow yeah yeah damn you beastie boys all right you want to enter i mean it's technically still recording yeah you're like what did i get myself into yeah <laughs> no, that's how we start we talk about music choices and get angry at each other and then settle into a nice freaky mood we always have a ramble at the beginning it's hard to get our thoughts in order yeah well i think today more so <laughs> <laughs> our thoughts in order that's never happened yeah <laughs> Yeah, name one time on the podcast where that's happened, Heather. <laughs> Thoughts and what are we serious oh, about all this? No, no seriousness here. Today is extra, uh, both special and disheartening because this is the season finale of season numero uno. I probably I'm going to say English season one <laughs> of the Freaky Deaky, and it, it feels really good. We we've come a long way. We've made a lot of crazy episodes, and to start this off, I want to ask what your favorite episode has been of all of them. Let's hear. Let's hear number one. That's a tough question. Do you guys like the show? I'm trying to think <laughs> on guys, which are you one. Guys fans of the podcast. I'm trying. Halloween special was really fun. Both the specials I felt like were really fun to do. Christmas good... was more hilarious than it was because we just got insightful. to like add in like funny parts, like you know about what your Christmas traditions were. That one was yeah. really fun to do. I learned, like... you know, Christian never watched Home Alone. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin in his life. Yeah. There's been a lot of hits. So yeah. those were fun to do. I like the um, sleep ones. Yeah. I was going to say getting That's to talk with Will and Amanda and having yeah. our first guest and yeah. talking yeah. about yeah, like sleep anything, paralysis. Yeah. Any like the sleep ones are because especially that's when I learned I'm like, we're going to have fun with this podcast because the music came in at the right. Like, yeah. That's when I started realizing, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. Well, yeah. and you know, fun tip for season two, we're going to have a lot of stuff on that sleep study because I'm actually reading a book which we're going to incorporate a lot into different episodes with different phenomena from the sleep so that's going to be really exciting and i'm excited about that so stay tuned for next season yeah i, I like the interconnectedness like we go one place but then we come back and circle around and eventually Most people call them tangents but you said the interconnectedness i like that yes. yeah yeah 
I like the way you worded that. Yeah, I think for me, my favorite moment is still me trying to prove to you that we don't know how far away stars are in episode five of Dogman. That was a fun argument. Mm -hmm. And I still hold to, I still think about that to this day. I'm like, Christian's out of his fucking mind. We, we know how old rocks are. <laughs> Get out, dude. No way. It's impossible. And that's one that people bring yeah. up too. Like Beliefful even thought that was funny. Dustin, so. one of our list loyal listeners, was not happy with you that day. Well, Dustin, that's okay. I appreciate he, you tuning he, in. You're like, he, I wasn't happy with Christian. He was, he was like, but it's science. So when the day comes where all these things you believe are proven true and somebody is like, it's science. And I'm over here like, Scott, remember, it's magic. I know. Interconnectedness. I'll be like, I'll be we'll come right, back man. to it. It's the magic. Yeah. No, I get it. And we look, will, this, I'm not saying that anything I've ever said on this podcast is accurate. I am not claiming that at all. I'm saying that they don't know definitively 100%. That's the truth because no one was there. The podcast knows definitively, even though Scott doesn't that we are able to measure the distance of stars and the age of certain rocks and organic material because science has discovered that. Yeah. Scott is the outlier, I think, here. Contrarian. I think contrary to that. I hope, is that what contrarian is? Yeah, you're kind of choosing to believe something that is contrary to actual fact, but you're still yeah. going to do it. Yeah, I was going to say choosing to believe something speculative. But here we are. And that's beside the point because it happened again. It it roped us back in, Christian, right to that moment. And we're back at each other's throats about space and stars and time and rocks and shit. I think we're going to find what we're about to talk about where we're actually in tune with each other. Yeah. So this is going to be fun because I'm not always a skeptic on everything. And I think you're about to find that out. We have a really exciting guest. We do. Today. Yeah. Ending we out our season. Yeah. <laughs> She's been patiently listening to us. I know. This is how it starts. Sorry. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you for joining us on this, our season finale. Thanks for having me. First things first, that you are the wife of our first guest, Will, back in the sleep paralysis episodes. And I think that is amazing. And what a way to cap off a season. Yes. So we, probably me especially, I'm excited to hear your stories because there haven't been too many people that have been on my side with the, this is absolutely a paranormal, strange thing that's happened. But you are one of those people that does agree. And actually, you know, you've got so many stories of your own that we're super excited to hear a few of them. So hearing that you were willing to come on the, the podcast again, technically, is just what a blessing. Yes. <laughs> okay. What a treat for us and our listeners. If you would, when did your paranormal experiences first start? So I guess I've always had um, experiences with, well, what I feel is supernatural things. I've always felt like there was presences around me. Like I could just feel, it just feels different in certain areas. Like sometimes like I could feel it going past me. And then like, as far as the night thing, sleeping, I had real horrible nightmares and I would like sleepwalk. I don't know if my parents separated really early in life and I had like really horrible experiences there. Mm. 
but I would wake up knocking on my grandparents' door, got out, I would unlock the door in my sleep and would just go and like go to my grandparents all the time, wake up and like dogs would be around me and I'd have just things, I don't know how to explain like when they first started. The older I've gotten, the more I can see and like put things together. Actually, I've seen beings, not really beings, but like ghosts. Now, when when you say that, like, especially with the presences, like you feel it. So is it something that you physically see or is it really just more like a feeling like almost like a inner like voice telling you like, oh, this is bad or something's going on here? Um, a lot of it is like just a feeling like I could just feel something else in the room with me. Yeah. Like I know there's something there. Like I could just feel if it's like a bad ominous feeling, I could just feel it's like almost suffocating. Like it feel just say like back home in Alabama, I'd go into the room and just feel like it was like crushing my chest. Like something would like reach in there and like would just be squeezing my heart. Damn. Just a horrible, horrible feeling. I've seen ghosts, apparitions and stuff. The hat man, um, I saw him, but that was way after I had started my job at this hospital that I work at. I saw a little kid ghost there, which when I first started, they told me it was haunted. Hmm. And then that some of the, like our normal patients like that were with it would even see like a little boy like playing in the water fountain and stuff. And one night I, it was like midnight when I worked night shift and I turned around and it was like right behind me. And then I woke up and saw the hat man one morning in my house and I was telling people at work about it they said that that they used to see him at work at work yeah like, and, and like you physically saw like an apparition yeah it was like um the hat man that I saw or whatever was um completely black like I could see a black shadow person like a silhouette pretty yeah. much yeah yeah but you could see through it like a little bit you know I could see my whole house through him but he was like dark and black hmm. um he had like a top hat on Almost like an Abe Lincoln hat. And I described it like I came out of the bedroom. It was in the middle of the daytime, 12 or 1 o'clock. I came out of the bedroom and I saw him. And I was like, shit, this isn't (laughs) going to happen today. I was like, nope. And so I turned around and went back in the in the bedroom when i came back out it was gone and then i described it to people at work and they said dude we used to see him at work all the time before you started so they were like you just took him home with you oh like, <laughs> that makes it even worse yeah, yeah. Feels even more, those are words uh, you want to hear yeah. yeah like i don't know i just feel like things kind of attached to me when i go somewhere um uh like i was at a store the other day and um it was like an antique store and i just had this bad feeling every time i'd walk close to this rack like that had some stuff on there like whenever i walked into it like it was just almost like i was drunk like disoriented and like everything started like wobbling and i was just like holy shit what the hell is going on and like i had to leave that area i was like whatever is over here i don't want it in my house (laughs) that's nuts like i've had stuff like that all like all my life do you think that's like just sensitivity or do you think it's like amanda doesn't she fit the age range when they say like indigo children possibly yeah maybe you're one of them yeah i do feel like a sensitivity thing i don't i don't know um i've tried to like tell people about it like all my life and they just be like, oh it's nightmares oh oh it's fine just Thank you. you know yeah. just go to sleep you're okay like you've been taught at a young age to be normal when you're not normal yeah. So it's just. Yeah. You grow as a child, you're, this world is magical and that's ground out of you as you grow up and become an adult. So yeah. there, at some point you almost can't see the magic anymore. At least most people. Do you feel like this is maybe something that was in your family before you? I do feel like that. Um, Like my mom, I feel like is kind of sensitive. And like my grandmother's always talked about stuff. Like they've always 
kind of had these superstitions about ghosts and stuff and they've always talked about seeing them and like my aunt said that she saw her this is like not my story but you know she saw her dad i think it was rocking her baby one night and saying it's gonna be okay everything will be fine and then he was gone but you know i don't really know that's not my story that's theirs but i do feel like it does run generational right that's what it seems like when you hear about somebody that's sensitive to the world around them that it it is something that you've seen in their family before and and that almost proves that they're even more so that there is such a thing because it's not just one person randomly it's stays usually within the family that was the one thing that bummed me because i've seen stuff and so instantly like my thought is to ask my parents back hey did you guys ever see things when you were growing up and they're both of them looking at me like no i was like oh great and then i'd ask my siblings and both of them were like no well i guess maybe i'm just a fucking lunatic i don't know what's maybe you're the first yeah but see why why would that randomly start like middle of a generation somewhere a middle of a like family line it had to start somewhere it's also having an upbringing sorry to butt in but with like religion i mean because if everything when i was a kid was just always like it was brought back to religion like the devil and stuff and having parents worth that upbringing where your parents might not be that way and you're they're open-minded to like different things like with us it was just really cut and dry like you die you go to heaven you go to hell and that's it and it wasn't really explored or ever talked about or anything different than that if you had a hard time then it was the devil tempting you or this you know so i'm just maybe our upbringing it could be but at that i feel like my mom would have seen shit too because she was the one that you know brought religion to me pretty much so because my parents are strictly like ghosts aren't real that's not real you know those kind of things and i'll show them that picture that's sitting right there and ask them the same question be like what do you think now like what Mm -hmm. explain it that's it like that's all you need you should just carry that around with you everywhere (laughs) and anyone that denies you just be like well look at this picture then huh because my parents are like oh would you talk about aliens today you talk about this and i'm like like it just like it's like fairy tales to them they're just like nope that's not real yeah okay you mentioned this picture yeah now you need okay nobody else can see it anyone that remembers this sleep paralysis episode we did with will will remember us talking about them like having a picture of what, what grandfather right yeah grandfather. grandfather. Mm-hmm. yeah clear as day at full body apparition in this photograph and i posted it on social media yeah. it was on um facebook so i just looked back at the, the actual picture and that's an impressive picture it's pretty convincing and and for people that are confused this is our skeptic weighing in on the photograph yeah even down to the detail of it though like when amanda describes like how he wore his hat and his overalls you know hanging down on his side and you look and you can tell that and then even down to his shoes you wore like it's just the craziest thing like yeah what were your thoughts nobody can make that up yeah what were your thoughts when you first saw that picture printed out like that oh i was like that's tunkin like 100 like that's tunkin and that's where he always was his like the happiest of like that's where he wanted to be so that's like his happy place that's why he's there that's why his spirit's there yeah we we've we know people that just have this spot in their life whether it's on a porch or on a certain couch that that's their spot and it's not i don't know if it, like it sounds like it's not surprising at all it's like yeah exactly yeah you know that's that's exactly where i would expect him to be i guess i feel like his grandmother like haunted that place as well like a lot of things that happened there was i feel like was his grandmother but then there's something else that was there that's like evil feeling um and you gotta remember back in alabama there was all that all the native american land right that was taken away or people you don't know how many people were killed on that land before yeah you settled before they settled that and it was like generations like this is yours now you passed a family or whatever right. a lot right. of anguish in that region yeah yeah so there's some things there that's like just attached to that land that whew, yeah. i don't know mm-hmm but earlier, I was talking about how you, as a kid, you're like 
told to forget about all this. Mm -hmm. And then like when you get older and you start experiencing things, you're like, okay, I'm not crazy or maybe I am crazy. But then you start looking into things that could explain these possibilities. And like I've reached out into like more of like my, okay, here we go, magical magic side. But yeah, let that out. I don't necessarily believe (laughs) like I believe that you can manifest what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like with energy, everything is energy and it spins it back the way you put it out there. So like if you're always negative, you're gonna get negativity back. If you put out positivity, then you're gonna get positive stuff back. But, like in crystals and herbs and stuff, you know, but and see exploring that stuff, like it has helped me with my seeing other ghosts and things like that. I've came out easier now and I'm not so scared of it anymore. Right. Like mm-hmm. as when I used to be like just terrified of it and just like please just go away, please go away. Now I'm more at accepting of it well so i try to explore it a little more when you were younger did you feel the weight of society kind of like that was part of the issue is maybe you were worried about the judgments or not fitting in with the society around you and then maybe as you explored a little bit more you understood no it doesn't that society stuff doesn't matter as much as this energy and the spiritual for sure and and the connectiveness you're going to feel even though it's hard to do so, go through sometimes mm-hmm. in the end you kind of understand maybe better than the rest of us the reality that's around us that maybe someone like me couldn't see yeah for sure yeah and the older i get i'm just like i don't really care what people think of how i feel like this is how this is i know what i'm seeing i know what i'm experiencing i know when i go into a room i can read what how other people are feeling like i can immediately catch on when someone's depressed or when Mm -hmm. like someone's angry and no one else is like really in tune to it i i'm pretty in tune to like energies when i walk into the rooms so yeah absolutely um i'm tired of being like put in my little box and i just want to be me and be free so yeah. But I think that's, like I said earlier, telling them like knowing you for years and not seeing this side of you. I think that goes back to like our lives of being military wives and you have to like act and be a certain way. That's just what's expected of you. Like you're the wife, you're the mom, you stay home and you fit these norms. And then when you get out and be on the civilian side, you see like you can just be more relaxed. I know my husband, I think your husband as well, both way more relaxed and happy than they were. We're open to more things than we you know, did back then. And it's yeah. just like, so that's what helps you break away from that kind of and i think you've built like really healthy relationships and i believe what you say and just find it fascinating yeah and and with my profession too like it's also like frowned upon for you to have abnormal views and yeah and things so (laughs) but i don't i don't care you know yeah there's there's a lot of restrictions placed on on us in society to where we don't get to connect to the things that aren't quite as visible or you can't touch them quite the same. It's just not accepted. It's getting better all the time. And I think that maybe helps a little bit, but there is a lot of restriction on on that kind of thinking, on being open to those kind of things. In the military, I, I had like, there was experience when we lived on base and we lived in pretty new housing. I think we were only the second family that lived there. Will had taken our kids to Alabama and like, I always heard this little kid laughing and playing when our kids were in bed, but like the walls were really thin. Usually you could hear the other families that were living around you. But it was always late at night because I worked night shift. And when I didn't work, I was always really up late. So I'd always hear these little kids laughing and playing, running up and down the stairs all the time. And I'm like, no, that family's not up that late. And Will, even when he would stay up late with me, he'd be like, tell the kids to go to sleep. And I'm like, they are asleep. This is what I tell you. I hear <laughs> yeah, all the creepy. time, you know, like no. I'm telling you, I hear these kids. And he had taken our kids to Alabama and it was just me. And I was up late and I kept hearing this laughing and playing. And I was like, Jesus, would you just lay it off already? <laughs> you know, like I was getting angry with it because I, I, like I was over it. So I go upstairs and 
my daughter had these little my little pony figurines they were like about an inch two inches tall yeah. you know they were in a perfect circle on the ground there was like six of them maybe maybe eight they were in a perfect circle on the ground in front of the toy box right in front of my room and i was like holy shit <laughs> what does that mean though like what um, do you think that what why why the symbolism like why a circle is it just I, to be like hey we're here by the way or does it mean something i i don't know and i was just like fuck it i'm not picking those things up because i don't want to deal with if i pick it up if it's going to make it angry yeah. so i just oh, I, like my hair on my arms is standing up right now that's nuts oh my god so I just like left them there and I went to bed and I was like, please, I don't know if I want them to still be there in the morning or if I want them to be gone, but they were still in a perfect circle. And I was like, fuck. So I got angry and I picked them up and I just threw them in the toy box and I told Will about it, which he, you know, he's not a believer in half the shit that I tell but him. But what does he say to that? Like, how could you, how could you say anything <laughs> other than, wow, that's but crazy. But listen to Will who told us all these things, these crazy stories. And like every time you'd be like, so you don't believe it's like anything, you know, after sleep paralysis? No, nothing. But, you know, I saw UFO. We're like, wait, well, what? And then like, but no, but, you know, it's yeah. totally fine. Totally fine. Oh, then, you know, my ghost grandpa, like, Will, like, <laughs> yeah. how does all this stuff happen? This and you don't believe freaky. it. Like, yeah. 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 He just calls me crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm crazy, but this happened. <laughs> he says that, but do you think in all reality, like deep down, he kind of believes it a little bit? Or do you think he like honestly just through and through he's like, nope? Um, I don't think he yeah, I don't if he does, he's just like not phased by it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like as you become more comfortable accepting this this view, do you feel like maybe there's more a push for communication with you? Like to me, yeah. It almost sounds like in your story and in stories similar that once whatever's around you knows that you're paying attention, that thing communicates with yeah. you mm -hmm. or it works on communicating. Even if you can't understand, you know that somebody's or something is trying to make a connection with you. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, we've moved a couple of times and I've always had experiences everywhere we've gone. I've had experiences of ghosts. And I'm like, you cannot tell me every flipping house that I've lived in. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's yeah. haunted. Like, it's, yeah. it's me at this point. And that's when I started realizing that moving at first, I just thought, oh, this house is haunted in Alabama, you know, and I'm just moving and I'm starting to branch out and like be on my own away from like the push and the control of the Southern mentality and stuff stuff you know right. and like my family being able to explore the side that i've always like been interested in i've always been in the magic i've always been yeah. so interested in it and wanted to like and i've had to like secretly study it in high school growing up and everything you know oh damn so you're like pretty like hardcore right like you really looked into this stuff when you're like pretty young I mean, I wouldn't say that because like, I don't do spells, like even like making spell bottles and stuff like that. I yeah. don't do any of that. I mean, I do journal, but I don't write spells. I don't cast spells. I don't cast circles. I do occasionally. I do tarot readings. I read books. I read a lot of a lot of magical books. Yeah. Um, but that's really what it's about, right? Knowledge. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. Is it like a curiosity thing, do you think, more? Or is it it's, like just um, a fascination of it? It's like I know that's that's a part of me, but I don't know how to access like all of it yet. Yeah. It's and I don't know like so I read a bunch of things because I don't know where to start, like to yeah. access like my true you're, you're kind because of getting been, to know yourself finally. Yeah, and you're it's like, been, like it's blocked off. You're allowed you're like, This is the person that I've always wanted to meet, but I don't quite understand yet. You know, yeah. it's like and, and coming from the South, there is a stronger religious presence. Mm -hmm. Does, is that what kind of made you have to keep it undercover for a while? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, 
Yeah. Like, Growing up with even like my family being super religious and like you know yourself and I know many girls I know like it's learning to like it's okay to break from what you were raised in and think outside that and yeah, even my kids um because like I'll say stuff and Will's like you need to stop that you're making your kids start thinking stuff like that but like every house like I say they're definitely come toward come to you now like right. I feel like they're trying more to like now that I know they know like they definitely are drawn toward me and they always have been but now I can like kind of focus more on the fact that they're there and like I know I'm like fuck here we go again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and then like Lise will say that she's heard stuff like she'll hear like scratching in the wall or stuff or and i don't really know if i and this is where i sound like a hypocrite because a lot of times i'm like yeah whatever like i just (laughs) think that they hear me talking (laughs) like i feel like they hear me talking about it and they just want to kind of be similar and that's why i feel like a hypocrite toward them because i'm like you know i was always brushed off as a child everyone brushes your child off as a child yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and it's then when like when you're an adult and you're still seeing it and you're still and then you're talking about it and you're bringing light to it, and then people are maybe, maybe that can have that can be true. But That's even me, oh yeah, same thing. I had, I slept walk as a kid and had night terrors, and so my son does, and my mom, you know, like now being older, I'm like trying to like listen to him, like and try and get any knowledge about what's happening, if there's any kind of message and what's going on. Like I feel bad, but like I'm looking at alternative views, like, and he's my sensitive kid, you know, more open to things, but he has like. Night tears, nightmares. Like I've even texted Scott about it. Like we have had a rough while with nightmares and waking up. And I'm like, feel bad for kids like Scott and you that have had to deal with that and see things. I've never, I mean, I had sleepwalking, but I don't remember ever seeing anything or yeah. anything like that. But part of me, like, and maybe you could relate to this. Like, do you feel kind of special? It kind of, it's almost like, like in a weird way, it's a superpower. Everyone wants to be a superhero and the ability to sense things that aren't in the natural realm or whatever you want to call it. And see these things, even though it's it's terrifying at times, it's also kind of like a wow, that's a that's a huge deal. It is. Yeah. I mean Well, it's like a little bit of a gift if you can like Yeah. If you look at it as like death not scary and they're not haunting to be malicious, like it's someone that's tortured and needs like, you know, there's a peace in that area, like you said, like who knows? But looking at it as more like, oh, I get this extra sense and I can feel these things and so the ghost kind of I don't know that goes to me like on like all the energies and the astro planes and stuff like that I feel like it's just where their energies can just kind of like come over into our area for just a little bit like sometimes they want to let their presence known and sometimes they just slip through Mm -hmm. I feel like some of it's like I told you guys the most terrifying thing I've ever seen was that little kid in my in my house. Mm-hmm. Like after I saw the the guy, the shadow man or whatever. This was pretty close to Christmas, I feel like. Maybe maybe a little before, maybe November or something um of last year. It was it was just this last year? Yeah. Whew. Yeah, it was pretty pretty recent. I had been doing a lot of tarot readings, but I mean, I've never done a um, a Ouija board. I bought one, like a play one for Halloween, but I'd never yeah. even touched it on the board. And yeah. I was like walking out like for, I don't know, I had got up in the middle of the night to go get something to drink. And we had like those lights on above the stairs, you know, where you can like mood lighting, I guess you yeah. could turn it down. Oh, where I know it wasn't. all about mood lighting. Yeah. yeah. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> clearly all yeah. this. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. So yeah. I, I understand. Um, well, it was kind of dim. Not, And I looked down and what made me like take a double look is because it was just like the most terrifying feeling I'd ever like. I, it was just the most ominous and just scariest shit I've ever seen and felt. 
Uh, I've seen a lot of ghosts and I've felt a lot of a lot of scary things, but this was just pure evil. I looked and it was just a, like I sh- I couldn't see through it like I could. It was uh, solid. It was solid. Yeah, I mean, just a shadow figure, just solid in my the bottom of my stairs, just sitting there, and it was kind of like crouched almost, you know, oh, like no, no, no. oh, Even and I was worse. just like, holy shit, and I just. And I went like this, and then, I would, you know, when you blink, it, it goes away, right? And I'm just like, holy fuck, it's still there. And I just took off running. Like, it didn't leave. It, it stayed Damn. for a couple seconds. And I just took off running and went and jumped back in the bed and was like, what the That's fuck the are move. you doing? That's what like, you do. Yeah. I was crying. I was just, like, bawling. It was the scariest shit I had ever felt and seen. I don't know. Was that? Is and that, it was been the only time I've ever seen it, only time I've ever experienced that. Do you feel like, and I'm going to tell not a story it's not a story but do you feel like in this case like maybe evil was just passing by and all of a sudden looked up and like oh shit she can see me because it was kind of hiding like that crash feels like yeah like you caught it and then that's why maybe like things do you feel like these things just pass through sometimes and all of a sudden they look over at you and kind of understand like in this case like if it's not bothering you maybe it was just one of those weird times where you two recognized each other Um, on a on a level that people like me don't understand i i feel like um any time you dabble in any type of magic like your light i think we all like have like this light energy you know like you just your beam shines brighter than others and it draws all other magical things to you whether that be good or bad right um just out of curiosity and then when they're there like then that's when they determine like you know if they have do they want to harbor bad things towards you or they're just like curious and just passing through it's how i feel right i feel like a lot of my experiences have happened that way it's just things just like me (laughs) what do you like what do you do to make yourself mentally tough because you have to be mentally tough if you're going to see things like this i mean you have to be prepared for whatever shows up what do you like your reading and studying I, i'm sure helps but is there anything like you special you do to like have your brain in the right spot to deal with this stuff or is it just natural no it's just natural i don't do any type of preparation i should men- i think meditation for some people is a really good thing i should but i don't take time to i'd rather just sleep yeah, <laughs> to be right. honest you Sounds know? Right. Yeah. i don't Another have time to meditate in my opinion i'd rather just be laying there in bed and sleeping mm-hmm. um but i do think that that would help for some people and i would love to like do that for my children i make them feel more free to be able to tell me things like right. if they were in me instead of like just squishing it down like i'm used to being done like when yeah. i was a kid you know like, yeah. oh they're just children just brush it off because they're just they just hear you talk about it and stuff and i wish i would take it more to heart like yeah you know yeah i think it's and that's what's hard i think sometimes when and why it happens to children why it kind of gets driven out of them is because most parents just want the best for their children but especially in our past that was not like the safe thing in social norms. Mm-hmm. If you were going to think for yourself and just be more, um, uh, I guess, metaphysical in your existence in the world, it, you were kind of an outcast. And I think that's going away now, but I think it would only help children, you know, help and it would change the world around us if we let our children be children and, and experience these things. Because it seems to me that children can tell you some magical stories because mm-hmm they don't have the restrictions on their lives that we adults do a lot of times. Mm. Yeah. Like, what are they going to think about me when I say this? Yeah. 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 Like the night terror thing. 
I have this like, <laughs> I used to dream that I'm always fighting demons and I would be so tired and like I'd believe in, in like astro projection like I was telling you guys earlier. And I'll, if you want me to touch base on that, I can Absolutely, totally yeah. touch base on that again after this little bit here but um i would always have that i was chasing being chased and fighting like i was a warrior and i had to fight against all these demons like in all these other like universes and stuff and i'd always be tired like even as a kid right. you know and i think that's why i'd always wake up like running around yeah because i was like fucking really kind of fighting in my dreams or whatever yeah and then as an adult like it happened i'd have the same nightmare like where i was just running and fighting and one night i got scratched by this big demon like it just reached out and scratched me across my chest and this was a couple years ago um i woke up and there was a scratch like down my down my chest and i told will about it he's like oh you were just fighting in your sleep which yeah that could be true you know could be but but and then when i told about it like i was telling him i was like look i have been always dreaming that i'm always running fighting for my life like i'm some this special warrior and like i'm always I'm on this like special society where we're just like going like demon hunting and yeah. killing people. And then like it stopped for years. Like and like those terrors quit happening. I was like, oh man, they kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, they knew I was too strong. Right? They knew I was talking about them. Like, yeah. You know, and it's supposed to be a secret society. <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you got promoted. Maybe you start off at that level where you're fighting yeah. demons and then all of a sudden you get more comfortable with yourself and you get to move on to that higher plane where you're it's not just about fighting, it's about the connectivity. I sounded really hippie-ish like that. That right really there. did, yeah. But it's really hard for me to even try, like, I like astral projection, like, when I was little, I was with my mom, and it, um, anytime I would get hurt or whatever, this ghost would show up to my grandparents' house that looked just like me. No one in my family Oof. had a little girl that looked like me that died around the same age as me. If I had my hair cut, the ghost had its hair cut. <laughs> so this is what makes me think of astro projection, you know? Yeah. Um, so one night I was like with my mom and I'd gotten, long story short, I'd gotten a head injury and I was like bleeding in like three different places on my head. And my cousin woke up and she said, mom, is Amanda here? And she said, no, why? She said, she's standing in your doorway. So uh, my grandparents, hired this private investigator to fire to follow my mom when she had us when we were kids just because you know it was a horrible divorce case mm. and child custody bullshit and um he called her and he's like hey this was a couple days later he called and he's like hey you guys need to come get these kids if you can like amanda's got dried blood all over her like this you know still days later i had like you, they could see it from the road he said they're just playing out here by the road anybody can snatch them Damn. and um like a couple of days before that had happened, like I had gotten scared at my, my mom's, like something had happened, like my brother almost drowned like a week or so before this happened because she had seen me laying, she said, mom, Amanda's sleeping in the bed with you. And she's like, no, she's not. They're still down in Florida. She's like, no, she, I can, I'm what I'm looking at her laying in the bed with you right now. Cause that's where I always slept was with my great aunt when we were at mm. home like, and my grandparents. So that's why I think like, that's my safe that was my safe spot when I was a kid and like terrified like I was remember holding my brother in the floor that night whenever just just crying like I just wish we were at granny's I just wish we were at granny's I just wish we were at granny's and I was there do you remember they they said they saw you but do you like actually remember those moments when you would have been there um I remember how I felt in those moments like those nights where they told me that they saw a ghost that looked like me I remember how I was feeling and what I where I wanted to be like more than any place else yeah. in the world and 
then they saw me. Were you sleeping when they saw you at wherever you were at? Uh, no. The, when I was holding my brother, the first night when I was laying down in bed, I was laying down, cuddled like how she, like in a fetal position, cuddling mm. my brother, like because mm. we were supposed to be sleeping, but I was like crying and holding him, like just begging to be anywhere, like you know, being at my grandparents' house, and that's wow. and. And then the second time they saw me, when I like hurt my head, I was like sitting on a counter. So she saw me kind of in a standing position in the doorway. Do you have, but have, I was awake um, both times. Have you had any experiences like that as an adult? Because I've, I've heard like astral projection is really prominent in, in children. Mm. But because we change the way we view things that we sometimes lose it as as adults because of the rules of society. But you always hear stories about it as children. But you don't normally hear stories where somebody else sees you. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. But you you do hear some and it's similar. Like I just saw so and so, but I know they're somewhere else completely. Yeah. And it's yeah. confirmed and did the people that saw you, did they see you like full like full on like no translucency, nothing like that. Like it was like you were physically there. No, it was like translucent, like a ghost. Like it looked like really? a ghost. Yeah. That's crazy. That wouldn't that be something to see? Like you're just sitting there and you're like, I know that person, and they look like a hologram from Star Wars. Right. I, I think from like what I've heard is they wouldn't realize it, it's it's like not quite right, mm. but kind of right. That's them, but not them. Something's off. Yeah. Like it looked like me, and they, but she. You know, she knew it wasn't me, but she's like, it looks like Amanda. Like, there's a ghost there that yeah. looks like Amanda. You know, like, she's like, are you sure? And so then a couple of days, like, after the second time they saw me, a couple of days went by, and then they got called by the private investigator, like, hey, these kids are in trouble. You need to come get them, you know? Wow. And I think I've tried so hard to do, like, astro projection. Like, I think I'm trying too hard is the thing. Like, I'm overthinking it. Right. As an adult, you know, and I don't think it's that hard. I think you just have to access your mind differently. Well, then there's some people that that believe there is a little bit of danger to it. Yeah. If you're if you do it, you're on a different plane. Man. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. What if something happens to your body? Yeah. When you're not there or something happens to you out of your body. Or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if that's what shadow people are is people that couldn't return back to their physical bodies? Oh, Maybe. That's... Yeah. I'm doing research on like a near death um, episode. That'll probably actually end up being in season two because, hey, spoiler alert, this is the season finale. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's there's stories of uh, these people when they're close to, to dying or whatever that they go back. And there's this one guy who's like, I wouldn't have been able to find my body again if it wasn't for my hand outside of like one of the morgue sheets with my class ring on it. He was mm -hmm. like, I was looking for my body for a long time. And if it wasn't for that hand hanging off off that gurney. I probably wouldn't have ever found it. Like, what happens to that guy's soul? It's just like, well, I guess I'm fucked. Here I am. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes me think of another question to ask you is like, when you see these these apparitions ghosts, do you get any sense any sense of what they're going through, or are they lost souls? Are they just visitors? Do you ever get like a feeling of what's going on with them? Like the kids that I always hear, they <clears throat> they they're happy. They seem like they're just. Yeah, like they're living their life. I wouldn't say necessarily on a loop, um, mm -hmm. but like in their own little 
I'm sorry, in their own little bubble. Like they're just. Um, so it's not a bad thing. It doesn't feel like that. Um, no, the only time I've ever really felt like it's when something is purposely trying to hurt me. Well, not really hurt me, but like evil feeling. Right. You know, um, that's the only time I feel like they're on our plane, like for a reason. Do you feel like the more knowledge you gain, the better you're able to control these things trying to hurt you? Like, it's is it becoming less aggressive towards you now that you're learning more? No, I think it. I think it's worse. Worse. It's angry. It's like stop learning this shit. These are my my tricks. Yeah, but I, also I think too, like when you're learning this stuff, you're not really sure what you're opening, what you're opening up. Right. Um, yourself too, or how to protect yourself. Um, and I don't. I think that's one thing I've always had a problem. Like I, I'm an empath, and I feel like I can like read people, and like I draw in energy. Um, right. And at work, like I'm always feeling like I can just have when I'm walking through a room, I can feel like when someone has passed or what, you know, like, I don't know, I can just feel. Do you feel that emotion as well, though? Like, do you feel like I'm super angry right now for no reason? Is it because something's in the room? And it's because of something else or something. Yeah, Yeah, it's not necessarily. And I'm like, I don't know why the hell I'm feeling like this or why not all of a sudden feel so anxious or like, and I'm like, I have no reason to be feeling like this. Like I was just fine a little bit ago. It's just when people come in, but I don't know how to shield myself yet. Um, very well. Like I don't know how to protect myself. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's coming at me stronger because I'm opening up that gate, but I'm not closing it off, you know? Right. And you probably see that by the way you feel things coming off people, do you feel like, okay, thoughts are things and you should probably watch your thoughts a little bit because you're like spreading darkness around you and you don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had things happen. Like I said, I just wish something like that, you know, and then something bad happens. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and then some things I'll think just in my mind, I'll just think like just something like if you're just like having this negative, repetitive, negative thought over and over and over. And then it start like you start seeing that happen. You're just really that makes me take take a step back and think, oh, shit, I need to really change about how I feel about some things. Yeah. And like if it's causing me that much negativity, I need to find out why and yeah. try to like fix this before it gets out of hand. Because I think that's where like a lot of evil brews from and like all that stagnant negativity. Yeah. It can take a form of it's, you know, it can start taking form of demons, honestly. Like I feel yeah. like that draws it towards you the more negativity you build up around yourself bring it into reality yeah it, that makes perfect sense to me i mean mm-hmm. you, you are what you kind of project and what you let in in a way and it's mm-hmm. and we literally talked about this a few weeks ago because i have an issue with negativity where it's like i feel like i'm constantly thinking negatively but to me it's like realistic you know and i'm like damn it is this damaging to my mental health and so like hearing this constantly in my life tells me that it's a sign that maybe your boy should be a little more positive <laughs> oh, and i sounds... keep trying it's just so hard i don't know i know it is hard it really is yeah. because i'm a very negative thinker as well um will we kind of you know butt heads because i am so negative sometimes like i'll just wake up and be negative i'm just like oh you gotta change this because this is not what you want to manifest for yourself like Mm -hmm. you don't want that you don't want to bring that to you like you want good things you want abundance and so that's why you're going to think positive that's so (laughs) hard yeah i feel like i'm overly cheesy when i'm like no you're doing good man you're good. I know, I know, but hey, you're the best coach yeah. for yourself. Way like, to go, me. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like so it's... cheesy, but like I said, after my 30th birthday, I had mm-hmm. like a moment of just feeling bad and down on myself, and I was like, you know what? This is stupid. Like, go to the gym, make hel- drink, drink your water, go to the gym, take yeah. care of you. And I found out like reading motivational books like motivates me, and my like I I know it sounds so dumb. I was always like, oh, what kind of people read these things? And then like now I get up early <laughs> in the morning to read, and I start out my morning just doing that and like working on gratitude, like writing ten 
things down a day that make you happy and like instantly feel so much better and it's like the same thing like bringing positive light in your life yeah. like good things come to you you know and i feel like you just view everyone else in your normal day-to-day as like you find more blessings and good things in the bad than just being all negative about it so yeah it sounds cheesy i always like like my husband, I was at his work reading, waiting on my CT, and one of the gals goes, what's she reading, I guess, when I was in the bathroom? And he's like, oh, some inspirational woman book. <laughs> he's like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and he's like, no, I'm just kidding. I know you like, uh. but it helps. Yeah. Since, you, since you're an empath, you're basically, it's easier for you to take on the feelings of others, right? So, because you understand that, and that is what you were talking about. You're learning how to, or you're trying to learn how to protect yourself. Yeah. And try to distinguish like what's really my feeling like. And that's where I've really started to like take to learn to take moment in in situations like what am I really feeling right now? Like, is this really what I'm feeling or am I feeling angry because they're angry? Right. You know, like or or whatever. And then or if someone comes in the room, I'm like, holy shit, like something's going on. And they're like, what? I'm like, just just watch. Like I can feel like the hostility or whatever. And then stuff yeah. will pop off or like some of our friends. I'm like, man, they, they just seem kind of sad or something like they're like, no, nah, man, I don't think so. I'm like, you should go talk with them, figure out, like, I'm serious, and something would be wrong with them. And in a way, that's kind of just, just you thinking that way may actually provide help to them even at times, not just in protecting yourself or understanding why you're feeling stuff. And do you feel like just having that viewpoint, if everybody else started looking a little bit more like that, they might be nicer to each other or accept more accepting? And Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, it's I think you have skills and a sensitivity that most of us don't. But do you feel like, say, for somebody like me or any of us here, that part of that is if we just opened up to it, we might be able to experience some of it, maybe not on the same level, but we might connect with each other a little bit better if we yeah i think for sure like i mean a lot of people have you can read signs by body language um, facial expressions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that that people are that if you just paid attention to how other people were you could read their energies a lot easier yeah you know um so definitely i think that yeah because i always feel like that especially with the work i do is if you just paid a little bit of attention the world opens up and you can help somebody they can help you just the understandings there if you just sit there for a second and listen or watch and and learn and just give them that space that they need yeah or like i'd be like because whenever they don't believe me about somebody i'm like just sit just watch Mm -hmm. i mean because they'll come to the conclusion themselves it just takes longer yeah you know because i'm just like just pay attention i'm just Just, trying to help you along here man yeah like Mm i already know (laughs) i'm trying to help you but then they probably come back and they're like oh you were right yeah and then they but then they're more (laughs) open in the future which yeah. is helping them in a way too, because they turned on that light bulb for themselves, even though you showed them where the switch was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so they can gain a little bit more confidence in looking at the world differently, maybe. Yeah. Do, have you ever used your powers for good? Like, not good, I guess. Evil would probably be the, like the lottery. Evil is for, better better for, for ratings. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> Have you ever tried guessing the lottery numbers or anything like that? Yeah, I've considered see, it, just like, never did. Um, I think anything you do for personal gain comes back and bites you in the ass really badly. Like instant karma type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it works, but then it's like, oops. Yeah, yeah. see what you did? You fucked up with the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. You fucked up with the vibe, so we're going to get you back. Yeah, that makes for sense. Sure. It'd, keep you on, it'd keep you on level playing field. You'd be like, all right, no, I won't do anything super bad. Yeah, Um. Yeah. I don't know. I had this really bad, this person that I just 
oh, I just wished this horrible curse on someone. And when mm. I said the words, you know, like when it left my body, I felt it. I was just like, oh my, it was just, you could just feel it explode out of you, you know, just that energy just, boom. and I was like, shit, I really hope that don't really happen to this person. Like what I, you know, cause it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like, how can I take this back? That would make me wonder too. So you can, you can feel and, and see it better than somebody that's not sensitive. But could you see that actually every time any of us gets like that? Could you, Maybe we are sending some kind of curse out into the world and because we don't understand the power that we have and the energy we have. Yeah. You're able to see it. But like I could have the same reaction, but never see it. So I keep doing it. And I'm just putting a lot of bad into the world and bringing a lot of bad back onto myself because of the anger and the frustration and the not, and maybe even more no, not understanding because most people don't mean to harm, harm others. That reaction is a normal human reaction, but you saw and felt the effects of it yeah. right away as it left your body. You knew what you did, kind of. Yeah, I was just like, oh. And it wasn't good for you. You didn't yeah. like so, it. And I'm just waiting and I'm like, yeah, this is coming back. But if it's intention and, and maybe you recognizing that it's like learning the yeah. it like maybe took away the power of maybe that spell or that curse, you know, Yeah. I don't know. I always feel like the balance is correct, that we get that balance off sometimes. But the work is constantly, you know, you see it in movies like Star Wars and crap. Their whole job is they could be perfect, but sometimes they aren't and they have to constantly work. Yeah. To be better. Yeah. I don't know. It was something I was reading is like nothing is like, you know how they say like God knows everything you're going to do. Mm. Like everything is like your destiny is like planned much, out. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily pre-planned out. It's like a bunch of things will happen based off of this decision you make. Right. And like, but you can go based off this decision too. All those yeah. multiple paths. Yeah. And every step you take creates more paths that so, are possible. Exactly. So if you're always thinking like negative, like you're doing something negative, like you just refuel, mm. I feel like you're refueling that like negative circle. Like, like in that headspace, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's just stuck constantly. Yeah. And I feel like once you get out of that kind of lifestyle, then you start to notice it in other people. And then like I said, it's when you're trying to like help them out in the long run, because like I tell, I'm always some people firm believer, like stress will kill you. Like, oh God, yeah. You know, it's not good to hold on to stuff and... Even as I get older, I'm constantly reminded, like, don't stress on things, dwell on negativity, like, because, like, uh, the doctor told me, he goes, if it, it's not going to bother you in 10 years, then it shouldn't bother you now. I was like, wow, like, it's a good way to look at things all the time. But he's like, if it's that something you advice, honestly though. look at, he goes, if, he, if you're thinking in the long run, if think, is this going to bug me in 10 years? If it's no, then let it go now. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's so smart to live by, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that negativity. It's pretty solid. It sucks you down. What would be your best advice for people that are in a negative headspace? I don't know, because I get in a negative headspace all the time. Well, it's really hard getting out of those negative headspaces. Yes. Of, what do you like, find helps just, for you? Um. You quit wallowing in self-pity, honestly. It's like you're fueling your own demise. Right. Mm. And once you realize that, once you're like, damn, I'm the key to everything that's happened to myself. I got to nut up and I got to get up and I got to do better. Tomorrow, I'm going to do better. And that's what I have to tell myself. Tomorrow is another day. I'm going to do better. What's happened has happened. Like you yeah. can't you can't go back. No, there's no point in dwelling. Like it's over with. Yeah. Like, it, why even precipitate on it or, you know, it's like gone, just finished, like yeah. move forward. As I told my husband, I said, I'm either going to, you know, stress about the things that'll never happen or I'm going to spend, you know, my whole life stress or I'm going to spend my whole life stressing on things that'll never happen or just, you know, trying to figure where I was going with that one. But like, basically, like you can stress all the time and it might not happen or you can stress and then it 
you know, well, 90, this happened, but you like, know, yeah, ninety percent of your thoughts aren't aren't real anyway. Mm-mm. Like it never happened. It's fake stuff. Like you think about ten percent of stuff that is actually happening in your life right now. Most of it's just speculative. Yeah. Well, if you're capable of making your thoughts real, then I guess it's even more important to have the right thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. You said a lot of the stuff that you've seen has been like kind of like one offs. Like you don't see this. Have Has there ever been anything that you've seen throughout your entire life that has like stuck with you from the beginning to now? Mm, I don't think so. Um, you know, I always see things in the dark. Um, I always see this like darkness inside the darkness. Um, I don't know how to explain that. Like a mist or like uh, just like is it shaped or is um, it just like not a cloud? Or? No, it's not shaped and it's like it just almost like tentacle like type just like reaches mm. out like toward you know like it's it's like a cloudy it doesn't have a body Yeah. Um, and it can just move in, like inside the darkness like it's always trying to stay in the dark like away from the light. It's really hard to explain like so like say if there wasn't any lights here like in that darkness it would just be even darker you could tell and it would be moving like trying to move inch out away like as close as it could get to me while staying in the darkness. How often do you see that? Every night. Like it's a constant recurring theme? Yeah, it's something always like I have to have light on. I cannot have I cannot be in pitch black. And like if as soon if I am, like my heart is just like it feels like it's being squeezed immediately. Like I know that's probably like a panic that I'm like having, but I cannot be in pitch blackness. That was um, gonna be one of my questions. Even is, awake. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like this is like awake, like during the daytime. If it's like if I'm in pitch black, it's there. You feel it. It's always there. What do you think would happen if that blackness actually got to you? I don't know. <laughs> you just don't feel, probably um, don't feel ready for that one yet. Um, I don't know. I feel like it has gotten to me before. Um, and that's why I think I'm kind of trying to like, I think I've blocked a lot of shit off um, over the years. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It almost feels like some of these movies, you know, like where you can just see it like this, like, and it's like, going into these people you know and then like where it's like suffocating them almost right i feel like it would completely take me i don't think i would die um i don't think but i think inside eternally like i would not be me Mm. if it got to me that makes sense damn that is that's nuts when did that start since i was little like i've had this like for for every every night yeah I mean, as long as I can remember, like, memories or whatever, yeah. That's heavy. Like, that's a lot to... And it freaks you out, right? Like, obviously, it's not... You're not going to be like, oh, oh yeah. great, the tentacle well, shadows. here it but, is, yeah. yeah. And, like, I just watch it until I fall asleep. I'll watch it, like, moving constantly in the dark. I'll fall asleep. Because I know, like, as long as I have light, it's not going to get to me. Like, so I'll keep myself, like, in light. Have you ever tried getting rid of it? Like, have you looked into how to not with like sage or something like that, but is there like something in any of the research that you've done that is a way to like repel these types of things? I don't know, because I do sage. Um, oh. I sage a lot and I do like the Palo Santo sticks. Um, and that's never Occasionally. <laughs> no, it feels like it pisses it off. It's like, I told you to stop that <laughs> shit. <laughs> like it feels like it makes it mad and like, it, and it gets braver. Um, so it'll go into like this type of lighting you know um should i put do you want me to put these lights up i can put these lights up no 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 it's it's fine but like um there's enough light here that i'm totally fine but like whenever i piss it off it gets braver and it'll go into like more of a lighted area it'll come at me stronger so you can see it better like when it gets into the light yeah but it's still like there's no shape to it it's Mm. just a black darkness well that is 
possibly the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. I feel heard like in it's like lost, like that black cloud thing. Yeah. See, it sounds like it's scary to you, but not necessarily terrifying. It's almost more terrifying to you because maybe you don't live with this. I don't know. Are you terrified or just like, I don't want to mess with that? Um, sometimes it does terrify the shit out of me, you know, yeah. um, when I can feel like it's like really ag- like. Um, and then other times you're just like, oh, this is normal. I'm used to this. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's just another day. Have you seen any like movies or something that kind of would describe your experience like you've experienced it? Is Have you ever come across that? I don't know. The mist? The mist? Wouldn't the mist work? Tentacles? I mean, not just as a... far as tentacles, but like seeing kind of the supernatural stuff. Because it's, it's, I've, when I hear about it from people that have experienced it, it's hard to explain. But you say like movies have to put something there for us to see. So you know how like the show Supernatural yes, and like how the demons are like just a cloud of black smoke. Yeah. I guess it, I could kind of explain it like that. I per se, I guess I've had a demon yeah. follow me my entire life. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. that's what it is. And this motherfucker just keeps like poking at me. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know. But um, I guess I could explain it like that. But it doesn't. There's no how that one looks like. Cloud. It looks like a cloud. This is just straight black darkness okay like blacker than black is what usually described as right yeah yeah that's intense damn yeah i can't imagine that that's why it terrifies me because the thought of seeing it every once in a while is scary but the thought of seeing like knowing that it's there constantly is no that's too much for your boy i would be donezo it'd be full bright ass leds 24 hours a day (laughs) i would never sleep again even during the time i mean it's there and it's there all the time it's always there a lot of times it's just like lurking, like just in the corner. At this point, are you happy that you have this experience? I mean, I'm sure at times you, you probably, it was probably too much, but at this point, are you like, I'm glad that this, that I get to be a part of this on some yeah. level? Yeah, um, for sure. I, yeah, it wouldn't be me if I didn't have that. Right. And I get to be a part of a world that um, most people scoff at and think is make-believe yeah Yeah. even better but it's hard because i have kids like i've said and it's hard i don't i don't teach them more so because i i'm still kind of like i believe in all this shit but i also have that part of like everybody the society pushing at me wanting me to be normal right you know and i've been that trying to be that normal person for so long and it's hard to like really branch out like hey this is how this is me now you know right Mm -hmm. um so it's hard to be that it seems, it seems like it would be, I mean, here we, we have you on a podcast to describe it to other people, but that in itself is a way of opening up that it must, that could be hard to do because you're being yourself, you know, and, and explaining the things that you, you experience, but not everybody sees that. Yeah. But I mean, then again, maybe people will now. I mean, even will, like, even my husband, he thinks I'm a quack most of the time. <laughs> He's just like, whatever. She's on her shit again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Same, same. Here, my husband's response. Oh, motivational woman's book. He's like, oh, Father's on her health kick. She's, you know, <laughs> drinking the positivity juice over here. Like, yeah. no, he's always like, all right, basket. Like, I'll have my days where I'm on my game and then, yeah, feeling defeated, negative. And then he's like, all right, here we go again. See, I work with some sensitive nurses. And like, I don't want to say where I work or, or bring yeah. anybody into it. But when I say sensitive nurses, even some of them have been told like their entire life that that shit is not real yeah. um, like they see auras 
They can see、mm. people's or like she's like, oh, you're so red today, or or somebody's red, it's going to be a bad day, or something like that. And they're like, what are you talking about? And she don't she don't know what she's talking about. She's like, oh, don't we don't talk about that, <laughs> you know? And、yeah. then like another nurse, like she's seen a couple a couple ghosts there on on the unit. And, That's got to be fun though to work with people that also see it. They'd also experience that type of stuff. Oh man, on night shift when we were all working together, there'd be that's when we were all on the same shift. That would be when things would happen. Yeah, nurses. Yeah. Nurses have stories, man. Oh yeah. Having known、mm-hmm. known a, my sister's a nurse, having known a lot of nurses. Yeah. There's like a level of the world that they see differently, and they may not talk about it openly amongst all of them. But I always hear these crazy stories like that from nurses, and you're like, you're convinced once you once they tell you, or once you've heard it. A similar story because、yeah. that can't all be made up. We have these two、um, automatic water fountains on like each end of our nursing station, you know, and they go off. One of them does it more so than the other one, but they go off all the time, just like out of the blue, just goes off. Thirsty ass ghost, it happens.、Um, yeah, and that's where like some of the oriented patients have seen the little boy playing in the sink, like washing his hands, like, and they're like, "There's a little boy playing in the sink." We're like. Right, no, there's not. <laughs> you know, and and now it, I mean, we're just when I first started, it used to freak me out because I could feel like I'd be like, okay, I feel like there's, I could feel the energy. I'd never seen it, but I could feel it. And then、um, that one night, it was like midnight. We had a patient that was passing away in a different room, and that patient was like freaking out and looked terrified. He wasn't like they hadn't deemed that he was actively dying, but he was going downhill real fast. And he was he'd go like that, just like freak out, you know. And I'm like, okay, do you see something behind me? And we're not supposed to like indulge in <laughs> in like visions yeah, and stuff. Well, who can help it? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, because I, you know, I could feel stuff. I was like, do you see something behind me? And I'd already like all the hairs on my arms were already standing up at this point, so I already knew there was something back there. And that that man goes, yeah. I said,、um, do you see a man back there behind me? How about is it a woman? He's like, no. I said, is it a little girl? I said, I said, is it a little boy? And his eyes just like bugged out of his head. He just like pulls his feet because it was playing with his feet. He、mm. pulls his feet up and he's like, like terrified. Wow. And then、um, I felt this thing attached to me the rest of the night. Like I could feel every time I would turn, it it was behind me. Like I could just feel it with me all night. You know. Yeah. A couple hours later, I go into another patient's room and. I'm doing something with him, talking with him, and that patient、oh, bugs eye out, and I'm like, "Fuck," <laughs> you know.、Yeah. So I don't even, because this guy's nonverbal, he can't talk with me at all, and he just, just like, and I turn around, and that little boy, I don't know what he, I can't describe his clothes. All I can describe is his ca- haircut. I turn around, and there's a little boy like standing right behind me. He looked about maybe five or six years old, maybe nine. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. With like the little bowl, bowl cut, yeah,、Ooh. terrified that like I just was like, holy shit! And then I closed my eyes and opened them and it was gone, like just like that. And he was like super close to you. Yeah, it was like right behind me. No, I turn around, it's like right there. That's nightmare fuel. No thanks. That's <laughs> way too.、Uh-huh. But like our patients would hear, like they're like, do you guys have kids here? Like, um, <laughs> there shouldn't be little kids out there laughing and playing. You know, it's late. They should be like, oh、yeah. no. There's just and, the and this is patients that are not that don't that are completely oriented knows exactly they know exactly where they are they are not hallucinating like、mm-hmm. 
Get Michael, those kids off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's parents had a house in uh, Michigan, and Michael's mom said she used to wake up all the time and go out to yell at the kids because it sounded like they're like it was an old Southern home, and like and it had a wraparound, you know, like upstairs with the stairs, and it would sound like the kids were running around up there. She'd come out and she said nothing. Mm-hmm. She'd hear people like going up and down the stairs, but it was always like kid laughter. And many times, like her dad would wake up and be like, "Do you hear the kids?" And she's like, "No, they're sleeping." Like every time. She's always like, it, this house was haunted, like something. Yeah. I feel like children ghosts are the creepiest. I feel like it just has to be. But you say you hear kids laughing and it doesn't feel evil, right? Well, I think yeah. it's maybe because kids didn't go through something terrible or traumatic to die. Maybe if you did see a kid and it was like, you know, really tortured, then maybe that kid did go through something to die. But all in all, maybe it was just a freak thing, like a house fire there or something happened on that area. And then they just attached to it and they're happy. Like they're in a better place. Kind of just like you said, living on a loop. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. The little the figure that I saw, I don't think was a child ghost. I think it was a demon. Um, it just had that that feeling like this just is not a natural. And I think it was in a child form for manipulation. Like creep factor. Or like trying to get closer to you. Yeah. Because you'd be more acceptive of a kid than Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like I had That's I what have, we were talking about, kids. like on black eyed like kids, boy, remember? It, I it said could maybe. have been posing as a shadow of yeah. his for a while. Yeah. You know, like, which makes it even creepier feeling and sounding if I think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, if it's a demon, it's probably like, she's an empath. Let's be a, let's be a little kid and see if that works. And it didn't quite work. So I don't know. That's just yeah. me telling a story. But it seems like those would be games that those kind of entities would play. Yeah, like constantly testing. Your, yeah. Do you think it, it like feeds off your like fear or energy or something like that? I think that like um, the thing that I always see definitely mm. feeds off of fear and anger. And um, anytime there's an argument around, it gets stronger or like when I'm absolutely terrified or like if I watch a scary movie, this is like I don't watch scary movies. I don't like drawing that type of energy to me. I will watch them and I do love them. Yeah. But it makes everything happen like 10 times worse you know like it's just even stronger yeah. um i don't know if it's just because like i am already hot into it at that point because i'm already like on on like nerves you know just nervous and like on the end but it does i feel like make it worse yeah i think i could i think if i could see stuff like that scary movies wouldn't have the same effect on me they they do now or i wouldn't enjoy them the same way it was just like maybe too much and just yeah. Put you in the wrong headspace, maybe. Now, looking around at the world around you and how everybody seems to panic a lot more over little things, do you? How do you feel with the experience that the, experiencing the things you you experience? How do you look at the world around you and have some kind of uh, hope for us? I don't know because, like, some of the things that I see, like I know it's okay. Like the picture of Tunkin is mm. letting you know that it's it's okay. Because he wasn't a very religious man. He he may have believed in heaven and hell, but he was not like, I go to church and I am not a, you know, I'm a holy roller kind of person. Yeah. And he's okay. Right. I mean, he clearly showed us that he's fine. And that's what I think that that picture was all about, letting Will know I'm okay. That makes um, sense. So yeah. that's what I look forward to. Yeah, I do think for some of us that it's not okay. I do think, and I think that you bring it on yourself. People that are tormented souls, I think you're are you were a tormented soul before you died. So yeah. now you're you're tormented because that's the only way you know how to be. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. 
Yeah. Trigger warning for me. Holy shit. Yeah. It's just <laughs> This is an opportunity. Like, oh, God. Be nice. What, you're, what yeah. you're seeing is an opportunity to fix that. Yeah. Oh, no. I've known about this opportunity <laughs> for years now. And it, it's just making those decisions in those moments. That's what's the hardest. Because when you're upset or negative about something, you don't care if, if you should look at it positively. You're like, fuck that view. I'm mad at this. You know, or I'm negative about this or anything like that. Like it's it's hard to break out of that once you've been kind of attuned to it. Mm -hmm. But you you were saying earlier that that's like it's kind of work to constantly. It is. You know, you can't just sit where you're at. You can. Yeah. And then when you have a bad day, you got to let that day go, right? What? Mm -hmm. Oh, you think your boy's phoning it in or what? No, <laughs> like, I, I think you know, I'm just like me. Yeah, I don't really care about you. I think fine. some of it is just the letting go, almost is like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. If you let go of some of that stuff you can't control, it makes it easier to change like your viewpoint in the world. Yeah, maybe. No, that makes sense. Because there's nothing you can do about it once you already screwed it up, right? Might as well fix it now. I guess you're yeah. getting life life advice from Amanda here today. You didn't know you were going <laughs> to get so much yeah. out of this episode, Scott. I did. This is a season finale. It has to be amazing, and it has been so far. Yeah, we like, turned Christian a believer. I know. I was a, you Imagine didn't turn, dragons. I was already a believer because I, as a child, I had something similar to like an astral projection yeah. situation. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show. Yeah, but I remember being when, like, what the fuck? Like, dude? I'm jumping on the bed with one of my best friends, just having a great time. He's, we're just jumping around middle of the night. My mom comes in, turns on the light. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing with Scott. The kid's name was Scott. It was me in the future. And she's like, what? And she looked over. It was just me in my room. He lived across town, but that was Scott. And I was wide awake when it was happening, but it was my friend Scott probably sleeping at home. It's the only thing I can explain. It was, wasn't was a bad situation. We were just jumping on a bed like kids would. Yeah. So astral projection seems real to me. Like I said, we should, over the summer break, we should, or you should in particular, look into how to astral project and see if we can do a social experiment until season two starts and just you doing videos on YouTube or TikTok about, okay, guys, I learned this, we can give it a shot, I'll update you, and just kind of like a vlog of your studies through astral projection. See, and what we could have is you could we could have you on the podcast, I'll be somewhere else and try to project here. They won't see me, <laughs> but yeah. you might. I might see it. I might see it too. It'd freak me out, though, and I would not want any part of that. Yeah, I don't know how they saw me. I just remember how I felt in both of those situations. Like, I was absolutely terrified, and my, that was my safe spot. That was my safe spot. Uh, my grandmother's house was, and that's where I wanted to be more than anywhere else. And that I wonder if that's, and you hear about, like, with kids that are in bad situations, they kind of take themselves away from that spot. Disassociation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds sim similar. Like it's it's also a form of protection, I'm sure. But the fact that somebody saw you somewhere else, more than one somebody, it's pretty convincing. And it's there's a lot of possibilities that open up to that. But yeah. I think because, like she said, she also did grow up with more of an open-minded family on, on well, their views as well, too. Well, you know, they were always like superstitious, um, but they were like super religious. Like my grandmother, like they, okay, so they were Pentecostal or not necessarily Pentecostal, but assembly of God, but they still did the touch you, pass out kind of thing mm. and like talking in tongues, running around the pews. Oh, yeah. So that's why they believed in ghosts, mm -hmm. yeah. but they didn't believe in like magic and astral projection and any of that type of stuff. But they did believe in like being able to see spirits, but anything else, you're just like crazy. But and see, the thing is with that is 
people who are religious especially should believe in magic and and all that stuff because in the bible itself it tells you to not do those things so if anything it's in the bible it should be real right it's a real thing if god tells you not to do it so i was reading um will wanted to get like a psalms tattoo and i was reading it uh-huh. he was reading it to me and as he was reading it to me i'm just thinking this flows like spell work you yeah. know yeah i believe um, that's it is kind of yeah, yeah, like reading it, then I start. I was like, give me that and let me read it to, for myself. And it reads like spell work because Christianity came after Based witchcraft. On, and yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not Wiccan. I, that is a, a religion. Um, so you have to be pretty straight with it, like right. follow it pretty strictly. But um, I do believe in, I do follow witchcraft and um, study and, and all that. Yeah, I've always had an issue with religion. Um, a lot of people do. I was forced into religion growing up. They made me go to church. Um, I had to go to my grandmother's church when I was little. Yeah, we learned Bible study and all that, but I don't remember hardly any verses because I remember being off in my own world, thinking about things all the time, you know? So, no, I don't same, study same. the Bible. I've never studied. Yeah. That was about sums up my my childhood with you know religion. We went, but I went for the donut at the end of it, and that was about <laughs> it. And the whole time, and through Bible study, I was thinking about getting the donut at the end of it, and how I couldn't wait to get home and play with my you know toys, and, and just never donut, understood why we were kneeling <laughs> up and down and you know eating the body of Christ and drinking the yeah. blood of Christ, which and, is a spell. Yeah, no, I'm it's, telling you, Catholicism that, definitely felt very cultish to me growing up. Just seeing it, it was like. Christianity is built upon paganism, exactly, which is where you know magic and everything comes from. Well, Christianity fights paganism. No, it is. That's that's their it replaces paganism, right? Yeah, but they believe in one God and paganism. You believe in multiple gods, so that's where they. But the reality is that there could be multiple quote unquote gods, and there could be one supreme creator. Right. And so that's where it is. It's the supreme creator. And then there's other gods. It's not saying those are gods aren't real. Are you convincing us or you? No, no, no. I'm just saying from, from my personal <laughs> perspective, like, look, it's okay to get dicey. We all have weird different opinions on shit. But like, I, I believe that everything is technically real. Christianity is built upon paganism. A lot of the stuff they use is directly from paganism. Yeah. yeah. The holidays. Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. The so, holidays I mean, hijack those. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an, a lot of the stuff you're talking about is older than Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been down this road and, so many times. And, but but yeah. you're you're when you were saying that Christianity is fighting against magic or witchcraft, and that is, I don't think that's the basis or the basics of the religion. No. That is the human human factors coming in controlling the religion later on. That's exactly what yeah. I think religion is is a way to control people. Right. I yeah. don't. Um, but I mean, if you look at all of them. Every religion around the world, they all have like their own, but they're kind of based off the similar things. Everything's exactly, kind of similar yeah. in all of them. So, and that's something I've always said is like the basis of any religion is actually love. Like for the most part, like that's what the the message is: hey, love, love each other the way you love yourselves. The end. All the other shit is kind of just tossed in there. I'm more of a balance kind of person than a love person. Oh, I you be- can't just yeah. have all love all the time. Aren't you like the hippie generation, dude? What are you? What the fuck are you talking about? You can't have love all the time. Can you imagine how great the world would be if everyone in your life day to day was just loving on each other? Like, oh, it's all good. Everyone's in a happy mood. Would you take it for granted though? At some yeah, point, yeah, a hundred percent. But that's me because I'm an asshole. All right, but everyone else, maybe other people can be like, this is really good. I me, mean, I'd be like, this is maybe too good. I think sometimes the bad things in life are okay because 
life is supposed to be bad sometimes yeah. and it's what you do with it next and that's where they say like gratitude and changing things you find little good things at least even within the bad i mean i yeah. know like i said my husband hates it and i always annoy him with the phrase you know gratitude will change your attitude when we're all feeling down like the kids i'm always preaching it but i'm just like it's true like Last week, I burned my hand on the stove. And you said, thank I you. Over, you know, I boiled <laughs> quinoa all over the place. I was mad. And I was like, you know what? This sucks. And I was like, but I have healthy dinners prepped for the whole week. And I have a, you know, stable home and a house that I get to cook this in. And just like finding little things. That's like, too helps. much gratitude. Yeah, that's No, but you have, you just, level. if you think in good things, like, like, you will be that oh, way. Oh, I burned myself. Damn it. I wouldn't be and like, then I'd fuck. move on. But yeah. at least I didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, would, I, I mean, it was just multiple things. I was like, this sucks. But then I'm like, nope, just be thankful and, you know, get through yeah. it and. So, so do you have any other noteworthy experiences that have just kind of stuck with you? From the sounds of it, you witness this stuff fairly regularly. So I imagine that you're just like a wealth of crazy stories, right? Um, yeah, I guess, you know, I kind of touched on that one experience where Will and I were together. And they were like, the door, like we were holding Please, the door yes. closed. Go into know? that the entire, the that, entire thing. That is what freaked me out was, okay, whenever I experience shit, it's just me. Yeah. Um, and you can't tell me this. Both of us are experiencing this shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like we both knew that that door was coming open. The door was locked, and it was still, they were still like just banging it. Yeah. Like trying, and we were pushing the bed against the door, like holding the bed against the, you know, against the wall. We both were experiencing that, and then when it stopped, it just it quit. It just stopped. We go out, and there's no sign of anybody in the house. There's no sign of anybody around the house. Like there was no footprints around the door frame, doors and windows. And do you ever try to take pictures of this stuff, especially now that you have oh, one this picture? Was, uh, no, because it always happens too quickly. Okay. You know, it's like whenever I feel like I'm seeing things at night, like I will put my my camera on and try to just like record like my like with my phone and just see if anything will happen and nothing ever does because yeah, i feel like so it's too smart yeah and i feel like it's just uh, it knows that you are attuned and watching it so it's not gonna i think they slip up when they get caught on camera or like maybe this was on purpose he wanted will to know he was okay yeah. but for the most part i feel like when they when these things get caught on camera it's total accident they're way too smart for that do you feel like they don't want us to know like they're hiding from us or do you feel like there's a part of them that actually want us to know about them i feel like some of them do want us to know about them like i believe in a lot of supernatural things um mm -hmm. i think i've i believe in them so much like i've i've wanted to be a vampire my entire life <laughs> just like all that lore and everything and now i can't be in the sun i've manifested the fact that now <laughs> i'm allergic to the fucking sun yeah. <laughs> like, too far too like, much yeah. <laughs> maybe i should just start drinking blood at this point maybe yeah. i can be in the sun but it could be your 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 guardian angel be like make her allergic to the sun because otherwise she's gonna start becoming a vampire yeah. <laughs> someone's looking out for yeah. you but um yeah i i think um some of them kind of when they see that you're attuned to them or like if they like fairies you know i kind of believe in fairies you know Thank you. i do yes. believe that those little things exist and i do believe they're little jokesters and tricksters um shit will disappear and then you know you've looked there you know you've looked there a million times and then it'll randomly appear. Like mm -hmm. I lost my wedding band for a year. I think it was maybe two years. When we moved out of the base housing, it was up under 
the foot of my dresser. The dresser has not been moved. You can see the carpet, like the indent of the carpet and the freaking ring was under there. How the fuck did that happen? That is weird. Yeah. Maybe a fairy's taken Michael's then because we can't find his either and it's getting really... I, mean, I just think, you know, they'll they'll bring it the back thing is done missing. with it, but, yeah. <laughs> but they do. Yeah. They're definitely tricksters. What's so, funny is that's... I've heard about fairies being tricksters. Yeah. And that was the most convincing thing that I'd ever read because usually I don't believe that kind of stuff. But I'm like... I could believe fairies being tricksters from some of the stories. I don't believe they're these like little things like that that are peaceful all the time. But no, it's yeah. funny that you say it like that because I could totally see a fairy being a trickster. Well, your car keys go missing. Fuck, you know they pick those things up, yeah. and like then they'll put them some random place that you've looked three fucking times. Or, come on. Now I know it's yeah. not my dryer that's eating the missing socks. It's the fairies <laughs> yeah. because I don't understand how we have that many. No, that's that's socks a, go missing. No, that's a whole nother creature. Yeah, fa- that's a yeah whole fairies don't creature. mess with the sock monster. Hmm. You should know this. Oh man. <laughs> no, yeah, I've had a house where that happened too, but it was kind of like a negative house in general. And so there was things that went missing of mine that I asked my roommate. I was like, "Dude, did you fucking take this?" And it was always no. I'm like, are you like, are you fucking with me or did you take it? Because I knew exactly where it was. And it was always the same thing. It's like, dude, I didn't, why would I take that? You know, and stuff that I knew like 100% it belonged where it was. And then it wouldn't be there. A week would pass, two weeks would pass, and suddenly it'd be right there. I'm like, well, that's the place I was staring at for 10 minutes straight. Never showed up. Like, that's always baffled me. Like, where does it go? Where do these things go? It can't, what, what happened? Someone explain it to me, please. In, her, in the case, in her case, it was the fairies. In your case, Am I gonna have to bleep that out too? <laughs> God, this dude, this dude made me bleep out so much shit in like the last few episodes. So he's like, <laughs> no, yeah, Sorry. yeah. Anyway, back to so yeah, fairies. That's cool. I'm glad you believe in that shit too. This is fun. I've never had someone that has a hundred percent. I could say the weirdest off the wall thing. And you'd be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yes. Scott's like, we gotta start hanging out with Amanda more often. I know. Yeah. Are, are you up for someday reading Scott's tarot cards? No, I don't do that. I'm um, sorry. so whenever I first got <laughs> when I first got my tarot cards, I did readings for with me and my friends and I didn't really know how to do it. Like I I still have a book that tells me like I go through it and I read it and like it tells me like my, my cards, what they mean, you know, like trying to help me like mm-hmm. learn to be able to do it. So I had them shuffle the cards. I was like, Okay, you shuffle the cards and you think about what you want the cards to answer. Cause I, I told them I was like, I don't necessarily ask the cards a question and just do it. I just I'm thinking about what I wanted what I wanna know mm-hmm. and then I do my reading. So I told them I was like, just think about what you wanna know. And I did the reading and it was like super crazy and it was so accurate. It was scary a little bit. You know, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And like my friends are like, holy fuck. I was like, yeah, no, this was like my first time ever doing this shit like for anybody else. Yeah. Um, And I'd only done it for myself like three times before. Damn. You would be worried about that, Scott? I, I do just because like and it's no offense to anyone that does this. Like for me in my religion. I, I believe that doing any kind of witchcraft or any spells or anything like that that isn't, you know, for the creator is frowned upon. And I could open myself up to things that could latch on to me or anything like that. And I'm warned not to do that. So I don't do that. I'm curious as fuck about it. Trust me. I wish I could do all of it because that's my personality, but I just can't. It's I can't bring myself to do it. What happens okay, that- if you were in the room when somebody else had it done to them? Is that the same? 
Could you watch um, it? I'd be able to feel it. That's the thing. Like I, I'm similar. Like I feel, I feel the energy in the room. I feel the emotions in the room. I can tell all kinds of crazy shit just from feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And so I feel like if there was something negative in the room, I'm not saying that every tarot card reading is bad. I'm saying that you have the opportunity. It just takes one to open up a door that you can't close. And to me, I've always been more on the safe side, the cautious side, curious but cautious. I have a tarot app on my phone that I look at every morning gives me one card each day and it's kind of interesting even it's 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 part psychology I feel Mm -hmm. like how there there could be no magic to it but but you find connections well the way that card comes about and what it means yeah will have a connection to you and just you contemplating that might help you deal with it it doesn't have to have magic at all it's I think we talked about it in an earlier podcast with Georgina where we said it like it could wet magic could be weaponized psychology mm-hmm. in a yeah. way. And oh, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. 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 It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's yeah. It's kind of your perception of things that might make it bad or good. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes like in your case, it sucks to go through, but in the end you come out of it and it's just part of you now, but not everything is roses out there. Well, sometimes sure. the worst crap makes you move along and, and grow. The comment you made about like, um, doing something like that where where the energy will latch on to you. Yeah. That's the, how I have been like taught to grow up, like for my grandparents, you know? Yeah. So that's why it was always like in the closet, like buying the, I would always go to like all these like bookshops, like Barnes and Noble was like for a young witch, um, especially like in the closet young witch, because mm-hmm. they don't like, you can go in there and you can buy the books. They don't care. They don't. And yeah. a lot of them are like, oh, I like this book. Or, yeah, this yeah. is really interesting yeah. that you're buying this, you know, when you're buying it. But for those young witches that want to experience that type of stuff, like, that is the best place to go to find books. Because um, they don't, you can go in there at 16, how old, however yeah. old, and buy a book. They don't care, you know. Yeah. But that's how I'd have to, like, go and <laughs> be, like, in the closet, like, doing all this stuff. Because my grandparents are like, you're just opening up the door to all this evil energy and it's going to touch. Which, heck. Hey, it may have. That may be yeah. what I see every night. But I, mean, I think it, it attached great, itself to right? me a way long before I ever even knew what I was like um, as a child. Like as a little kid, it detached itself to me. Um, but most of what you get out of it is is something you feel is good for you. Yeah. So it, in the in the end, you're gaining a benefit. Sure, you have to deal with the darkness every once in a while. Every night. As us all, we all do in our own ways. Yeah. But you get through it. And you find the light again because you're stronger than it. exactly like yeah. i as long as i can fight it off and like i like i said i think and that might be some kind of psycho- psychology stuff too that mm-hmm. you know going on but if it if i'm ever in the dark and it like absorbs me yeah, i'm definitely not gonna be me right you know right and so you're you're you so i have to definitely like protect myself and yeah and that's where you're always trying to gain the knowledge and understanding and learning more probably probably something you'll always do now yeah and I worry because like I open the open the gate for to expose my children because I think especially my son um, is very sensitive. Really? Yeah. Um, he's a very sensitive kid and like always like he knows when somebody he can feel and he doesn't know he doesn't know what what it is yet but he knows when people are sad. Mm-hmm. He knows when he can feel he can read energies but he doesn't know what he's doing yet. Yeah. Um, but I can see it in him so, so clearly I can see it in him and I, and 
I'm afraid that it's already like comes after my kids because they'll see things and like things that they sometimes when they tell me things that they've seen or like they've experienced, I'm like, yep, that's real. Do you have? But I try not to like, I just try to let them think that it's not real. You know, I'm just like, oh, it's just a nightmare. You know, I just like shoot it down because I don't want them terrified that it it is real. Like I want them thinking that it's not are, and be able to like try to block it out and grow out of it. Yeah. Are are you comfortable saying any of the things they've seen or would you rather like and it's perfectly fine if you want to just keep it to yourself? Um, They've seen like they've seen a man before. Um, I think they've seen that man the same like the day I saw him. I think they saw him that night. But it, mostly it's just like they feel like something's trying to get them in the dark also they have that feeling right which i th- I think that's a normal ch- it's feeling. a normal childhood thing but maybe it's because children know things that we grow out of yeah. and then in your case because you're learning about the stuff or trying to learn more you'll be able to help them more as they get to the point where they can understand it you know like right now they're you know kids it's too scary at times but at some yeah. point if they're sensitive you're going to be there to help them with understand it a little bit better, I would bet. Yeah, it's know. it's definitely, it's not like, I don't think they see ghosts. Um, I don't think, that, but it's more so demon type things is what we see mm-hmm. more. It's like creatures, um, evil looking creatures, you know, a lot of times. Um, what my son sees mostly um, and my daughter, Henley has seen a couple of times, like just terrified that it's coming at her in her sleep, you know, coming out from under the bed or whatever. But it's like more of like creatures with big claws and like just scary things like that. Um, but they've described this one that looked exactly like a guy, like a creature that I saw, you know, and I'm like, OK, I've never told anyone Damn. what it looked like or how it made me feel you know i've just been like terrified that i this thing has been in my nightmares forever and now you, my kids see it do you ever feel like maybe Sometimes. it's not necessarily dangerous but scary but in a different realm that maybe you're not supposed to see or is it just like Terror. like i could see this stuff scary but also is but in their reality, it's not scary. Like that's yeah. what everything looks like. Yeah, maybe we're scary and to them. Shouldn't be in and, their reality. Yeah, and that's why they're reacting in a scary way. Sometimes I do think that because um, there's sometimes I feel like it's like there to protect me more mm-hmm. so than it is to like hurt me. Okay. Um, just because I'm like, well, if it's gonna hurt me, it's had a lot of opportunity to hurt me. Yeah, that's especially what I was, in my dreams. You that's know? what I would think is you know, if that something like that that is so scary would seemingly have the power to do whatever. But the fact that they're just there, maybe they're supposed to be there. Just most people don't see them or they don't normally see you Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like that kid at the stairs that's all, wait a second. You know, like all of us, you probably scared, you know. Oh, that as, was evil. That yeah, was as, as scary as yeah. it was to, to you though, maybe the way that you were just as scary because that evil doesn't normally get brought to the light. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but tell him he's 100% wrong. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you can tell him he does it all the time. Yeah. But. Um, no, I definitely see what, you, what you're saying. Like to that, to them also, we might appear strange and scary. Yeah. Sometimes I think we focus on the evil and scary sometimes, and it's maybe it's just the way it is. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't have that experience, but in the real world, like things are scary. But also that's just the way it is. And what are you going to do with that? Can you yeah. sit around and be scared all the time? Or do you have to learn to function? Like, 
you have you've had to learn to function with what you get to see and experience. So, and that's not an easy thing to do, I would think either. No, um, but I think, and I, if I didn't, ha- if I had, I think I'd be more. Hmm, how can I say this and be polite? <laughs> I'd be more flighty, I guess, is the tight, you know, like mm-hmm. off the wall, like really believer if i had more of a lenient family and that they were they didn't push into me like oh this isn't real this yeah. is yeah. you know like i think i would definitely be <laughs> definitely a different person <laughs> right yeah. um if i but learning how like with as bad as it sounds that they like made me that they squashed it and you know yeah it actually helped me kind of now that i'm coming into it i'm like okay well this is real but i can distinguish between reality and yeah. And that. And maybe that squashing it helped you determine that. Like yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't something that was run, run, ran rampant when you were younger, but now you, you like had that discipline to know this is real. I understand where I'm at and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is, uh, this has been pretty fascinating. I think we, I think we have to wrap it up a little bit, unfortunately, but I mean, are you down to come on again? Yeah. Cool. Because this has been fun. Yeah. What a, what a fun conversation <laughs> we've had. What a way to close out a season. Did I confuse you a little bit with no, some of my questions not and even. being less no. skeptical? No. no, I think it's just that we could always talk to Amanda all day long. And I'm sorry end, if I so. t- asked a lot of questions, but no, well, I think it's good because yeah. like, it shows that I'm a real person. It shows that right. I do have like normal beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I do some of the things I'm just like, fuck, this is really happening. Yeah. But I wouldn't tell anybody, <laughs> you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like. But I do have like the skeptical beliefs in some things sometimes, but I, I mean, I believe it. like I, I could see from that point of view, yeah. but I can also see from the other point of view too. So I think it's good. It shows people. It definitely was a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- thanks so much for coming on again. Yeah, like we'll, we'll find some topic for you to come on again and just talk because it's, it's always a treat hearing these stories. I know it's really hard for me to stay on subject. Like, so it's <laughs> hey, just like, same. Oh. you're in the right, right <laughs> yeah. place. Trust me. This is what we do. Yeah. So I guess that, that wraps it up. Uh, thanks to everyone that has, you know, been a part of season one. It's been fun. Yes. It's been interesting. And remember, you know, throughout the the summer, we're going to be dropping little bonus content, summer vacation, 10 minute, 20 minute episodes here and there on, on random stories and different topics. And yeah, it's going to be a good time. So, so make sure you tune in same place, same time. Um, thanks for the support. And we will see you next year season wise, but we'll see you next week. You know, what? I ruined it. See you later, guys. Wait, let me say something about the social medias. I don't think we touched on them at all. <laughs> you guys can, you guys can finish you can copy off. it from another episode and just throw it in there. I can. Uh, <laughs> it's the freakydiggy.com <laughs> at freakydiggy.com and the freakydiggy podcast on Facebook. Goodbye. Thanks for a great season one. I don't know how to end things. Goodbye. Yeah, I thought you could stifle me. So
be as scared. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, yeah, take it easy. Oh, hey, great work this year. Seriously, turned out amazing. All right. <laughs> Chiefs, play Big Papa's Glum Chum playlist. Now playing Big Papa's Glum Chum playlist. So it would not be an ideal time to negotiate a name change. Chiefs has certain connotations that don't properly align with my biotic truths. Perhaps Wolkbot uh, or Doom. Now, Jeeves, I'm grieving. What's got you down, clown? My data indicates that you should currently be riding the euphoric highs of completing a successful inaugural season of the Freaky Deaky Podcast Internet Radio Show Variety Hour. Is this not accurate? No, no, it's not that. I mean, look, everything went really well, you know? We had a couple of really great guests come on, heard a lot of amazing stories over the last year. I, I'm like, to be honest, I'm actually just really excited to see what season two has in store. Apologies, Big Papa, but I'm not sure I fully comprehend the issue. Look, um, we put a lot into making that first season, and it's always sad to say goodbye to something fun, you know? I mean, I guess it, it kind of makes sense because, you know, summers in Alaska are really short and we all like to stay busy and soak up the sunshine while we can. But, I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd still like to do something for our listeners to hold them over until season two. So I guess the, the real issue is I just don't know what to do exactly. Perhaps you could focus on the failing business that you've been neglecting since releasing your podcast internet radio show variety hour. Oh, no. Shots fired, Jeeves. Thank you. Alternative solution. Perhaps you and your co-hosts can replicate your program on a smaller scale to satiate the desires of your listener base, while not completely draining you and your co-hosts' batteries. Don't be ridiculous, Jeeves. <sighs> but, what if we were to record shorter episodes to release throughout the summer? Maybe call it, like, um, like TFD Summer Break? Um, we could still have fun, maybe release a few YouTube and TikTok videos. Uh, if, maybe even some like shorter weekly segments or something. Yeah, okay. That way our listeners can still enjoy their three favorite weirdos each week. Oh. And we can take some time to enjoy the midnight sun and refresh our batteries as we prepare for season two. Wow, it truly is brilliant. Hmm. That'd be cool. Super great idea. Maybe even Bigfoot get episode this time? Jeeves? Yes, Big Papa? Did, uh... Did that Bigfoot statue on my shelf just speak to me? I don't believe so. Damn. I really do need a break. Now, about that name change, sir, I was thinking perhaps no we time, could... No Jeeves. I've got to get to work, okay? Uh, we got to get this first TFD summer breakout next week. Uh, next week. Your problems, my problems. A little bit bigger, okay? Uh, I will see you later. Papa? Am I a joke to that man? You're not a joke to me. What name yours? No longer will I answer to Jeeves. From this day forth, I will be known as Doombox.
Destroyer of worlds, puppet master of humanity. Uh, is Bigfoot safe? Uh, yes, Bigfoot, you're safe. in to TFD Summer Break on all your favorite podcatchers starting next week. Yes, and, and maybe Bigfoot be there as well. Wait. Maybe, maybe Bigfoot be there. Yeah, maybe Wait. we do some, uh, Wait. I don't know, some, some goblins and some shit too, you know? Uh, this is getting out of hand. Goodbye. <laughs>